1: Fans of the L.A. Rams, welcome into Rams Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Baggs. Tonight, well, it's officially controversy season, so we will talk about that. We have the return of fan quesos, and later we'll take a peek at that Rams hit list that was released just recently. Before we hop in, just a reminder, the latest content surrounding Ram Showcase can be found at ramshowcase.com. That is also where you can purchase your merch. Merch is your perch. And, uh, yeah, we do officially have t-shirts, so snag them up there. That is the best way to support the show if that is something that you are interested in doing. Also, Ram Showcase, uh, you can follow on social media, at Ram Showcase, just about everywhere, at Sheriff Joe Bags, if you are int- interested in following me as well. So... Um, I, I want to kind of preface this by saying that I realize that this, what I'm about to talk about right now, is very much a grumpy old man kind of topic, because it is really just complaints, and, you know, that that it'll all make sense, I just need to get some stuff off my chest, I think. I think uh, a lot of this this content that we get in this time of the year is ultimately pretty frustrating, <laughs> because... uh, it's a lot of stuff that has no basis it's a lot of speculation and well I think uh, a lot of people are missing the mark uh recently when it comes to this stuff so it feels like over time these things are getting worse they're getting less connection they're getting less uh there's less reasoning behind things and it feels like a very quota-based business right now and it's annoying simply put it's annoying and it's um it, it it's definitely leaked into the NFL world. This has been something that's been around for a long, long time, as far as speculation and just ridiculous stuff of just being tossed out. So, uh, who I'm going to pick on today? And I know that these are not the only two. Uh, uh, of uh, what what is the word? Uh, guilty parties, I I guess. <laughs> but today we're going to pick on Sports Illustrated as well as the Rams Wire uh, because i gonna be real here. They just need to be stopped, all right? Some of this stuff just has to stop. It cannot continue. It cannot continue for sanity of the fan. And make no mistake, I am, and first and foremost, I am a fan of the LA Rams. And uh, that is the most important part of, um, of the content that I create, is just maintaining that fandom. So, let's just go ahead and take a look. All right, we're going to start with Sports Illustrated. There was an article that released that says, it's just titled, Los Angeles Rams trade for New York Jets wide receiver Corey Davis with a question mark at the end. But it is very difficult to kind of see that question mark, especially when you're on a mobile device. Sometimes the end of that is cut off. So actually what I saw was Los Angeles Rams trade for New York Jets wide receiver dot dot dot. And there was no question mark at the end of that because the title didn't have enough space for what I was looking at. So in my brain immediately went to like, how did I miss a whole trade? From my favorite team, a team that I've been covering now for like ten years. How did I miss that? It didn't make any sense. So I click on the article and then I see the question mark and it's like, oh, that doesn't have any basis at all. And then I'm just, I'm, I'm overcome with anger <laughs> and, and frustration. And I just been got. I got got by the Sports Illustrated clickbait, and I'm, I'm kind of mad about it. So that's, that's uh, what prompted all of this. And uh, the entire article is basically just, he hasn't been very good, and a change of scenery could help. And First of all, Corey Davis has been fine. He was a 1,000-yard receiver last year, and now he has Aaron Rodgers. And while Corey Davis, while, of course, Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard were added to this Jets roster, he is still a very critical part of this Jets offense. He also carries an $11.1 million cap hit which the Rams can literally just not afford. So that makes no sense. Also, there was no indication of what the Rams would potentially send over to the New York Jets to get Corey Davis in return. So as far as the cap number is concerned, you have to assume that maybe it's just adding cap and losing draft picks, which is not something that the Rams are kind of, uh, it's not the vibe of the Rams right now. So the Rams have clearly decided that this is just a transition year. This is a development year. It's cutting cost and develop your youth and see who pops. That's that's kind of what the whole thing we have going on right now is. And Corey Davis, I like Corey Davis a lot. But where does he fit into the Rams depth chart if he were to come over? He's obviously not better than Cooper Cup. Not many people are, if anybody. And also Van Jefferson, who is kind of a, a bit of a breakout candidate right now and is in a really good position to just really take over that wide receiver two role. And I would say that if Corey Davis came over, he would absolutely be a wide receiver three. But let's keep in mind, like I had just said, that this is a development year for the Rams with Ben Skoranek and Tutu Atwell sitting right behind there as well. You have to think that they're going to get their fair share of snaps this year and that we want to see really what they can develop into. So adding another wide receiver with an $11.1 million cap hit makes absolutely no sense. And... What would the Rams give up for this? Again, that was not indicated in any capacity. Uh, but it's also just creating situations out of thin air, and not not totally out of thin air, because in fairness, the 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 trade potential was created out of thin air from Bleacher Report, which then Sports Illustrated decided, hey, we can piggyback on this this uh, speculation and make our own article to clickbait Sheriff Joe Bags. That's exactly what the thought process was. You cannot change my mind. So. Uh, Basically, the Bleacher Report article said that the Rams and Falcons could be potential suitors for the wide receiver, who the Jets have openly said they do not have intentions of trading. So that means this has zero basis. Corey Davis is not going to be a Los Angeles Ram, and I feel very confident saying that. And as a Rams creator, a content creator, I'm creating content as I say this to you. I understand that this time of year can be very difficult. And I also understand that when you work for a certain website or any certain websites with a big umbrella, that sometimes you have quotas and sometimes you need to create something out of nothing, which is very unfortunate. I think that that's bad for the sports media world in general. Of Just like, hey, we need an article where well, there's nothing to talk about. Make something up. That's just a weird way to look at sports media in general. And I know speculation and rumors and stuff like that. They do have their place, but I, I got to be honest, I did not think that Sports Illustrated was a place that would do that kind of thing. I always felt like Sports Illustrated was a respectable uh, publication, and then this, this kind of stuff comes out. And again, the, de- the detail in the article is, is lacking to an extent where it basically is just like, hey, wouldn't this be kind of cool? And then—and that's the article. <laughs> that, is, that is all of it. It is just, hey, what if Corey Davis went to the Rams? Wouldn't that be interesting? (laughs) And that's the article. So, uh, I understand, though, again, that it is difficult to come up with content in this era. All right. And that's a big part of the reason that I've pulled back on the frequency of Ram Showcase episodes is because I didn't want to fall into this trap of just making stuff up or talking about mundane stuff that means nothing, which is what I'm doing right now, but I stand by it in a way. (laughs) So,. Uh, the window that like a speculation article needs to hit, it needs to be realistic, and it needs to be logical, and it missed that completely. It's not logical because the Rams cannot afford this move, and it obviously is a very much a development year for the Rams. So from the Rams side, it obviously makes no sense to make this move. The Rams have no money. This is obviously a fat trimming offseason. We want to see what these young guys have on this team. So I mean, adding a guy like Corey Davis it makes no sense. Uh, From the Rams' perspective, let's just see what our young guys have. We're going to hit it big again next year. That is what we're looking at as far as uh, from the Rams' perspective. Next offseason, it's going to be lit. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be transaction-packed, and it's going to be fun. From the Jets' side, why would they make this move? Because, I mean, all the moves that they have made this offseason show us that they're kind of going all in. They're trying to put a ring on that finger, and why Why not? You just brought in Aaron Rodgers. And I know that, you know, Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard, they come in and they have experience with Aaron Rodgers and under this Nathaniel Hackett offense with the New York Jets. But, I mean, one of the reasons Aaron Rodgers chose the Jets was because of their weapons, which includes Corey Davis. And I also, and maybe I'm alone here, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm shooting pretty solo over here, but I think Corey Davis is better than Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. So I would I would say that to to if, if the Rams are going to get a wide receiver from the Jets which I don't think is going to happen it wouldn't be any of those three to be completely honest because why would you bring in a guy why would you sign a free agent and then trade him right away that makes no sense especially in their situation where they're going there to play with Aaron Rodgers that would be like the rudest middle finger to <laughs> Aaron Rodgers and whatever wide receiver that was ever so um, I, there, there's there, there's that part also but why would you trade away assets when you're blatantly going all in? Blatantly going all in. The Jets are going for it right now. And so why would they get rid of one of their top targets in, in Corey Davis? So speculation articles, they at the very minimum should be, they, they should provoke thought. And unfortunately for SI, the, the more thought that gets put into this article, the less it makes sense. And that's not good, right? Uh, like I said, this this article in 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 its most basic essence is, hey, what if Corey Davis went to the Rams? Wouldn't that be crazy? And that's not a good premise for an article. All right, moving on, we're going to trash on Ramswire now. Uh, and i I want to make this clear too, before i before I continue, <laughs> uh, I want to make it clear too, that me trashing your content is not me trashing your character. Those are two very separate things. Let's move on. Ramswire article titled. Devontae Adams leaves Cooper Cup out of his top seven wide receivers in the NFL, which is a very specific number, top seven. That's a weird list. I understand how the list happened because I did watch the clip that was provided uh, and, and, and realized that there was A's and B's, and that's why it's a top seven. So I entered this with many questions. I read the article and left with even more questions. And I think ultimately it's, so Devontae Adams didn't put Cooper Cup in his top seven wide receivers in the NFL so does that just mean Cooper Cup sucks now Uh, because I'm pretty sure that's what the (laughs) just the vibe of what uh, was was presented in this information is like well Devontae Adams didn't put Cooper Cup in there so the run's over guys it was fun while it lasted it's it's too bad Cooper Cup now he's just a bummer (laughs) and and that's it so also why would I as a Rams fan Really care what Devontae Adams thinks about wide receivers around the NFL. I know that he's a top guy and that we kind of tend to, to uh, take those opinions very seriously and stuff like that, but like, I mean, I don't care what Devontae Adams thinks of the Rams roster. Like, I, Devontae Adams probably doesn't care what I think about the Raiders roster, so why would I offer that information up? So, real fast, to give you uh, the, the baseline here, here is the list. So, number one, he put himself, Devontae Adams. That's fine. You, you want to think that you're the best. And he's got points, absolutely. 2A is Justin Jefferson. 2B, Tyreek Hill. Number three, Stephon Diggs. Number four, Calvin Ridley. 5A, Mike Evans. And 5B, CD Lamb. So, I mean, interesting list. <laughs> I think looking at the list immediately, you, you hear that list and you're like, all right, there's. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams at the top, that's that's fine. That makes total sense. CeeDee Lamb making an appearance hilarious. Calvin Ridley making an appearance hilarious. Mike Evans isn't even the best wide receiver on his team. Tyreek Hill being 2B, I mean, that's fine. He's fast and stuff like that. <laughs> he's, he's a playmaker. He definitely makes makes the hell out of some plays. Uh, but CeeDee Lamb, Calvin Ridley mainly are my issues with this because you see those guys on this list and it's like, oh, this means nothing. This has zero weight to it. But there's articles about it. So this does feel like a quota piece as far as like the overall article goes. Just because uh simply saying putting out an entire article about Devontae Adams and the Cooper Cup mention was so brief and so minimal and got interrupted by Brandon Marshall, so it clearly was not a point of emphasis in this conversation at all. Um I'm just I'm kind of confused. So to point out also. There was no Devonte Adams quotes in the article, which just left the reader with basically speculation on what Devonte Adams even meant by any of this. There was a twenty minute clip that was provided that was embedded. Um, I checked that out just to be sure that I, I knew what was going on here. Again, as a Rams fan, why would I care about what Devonte Adams thinks about like where Cooper Cup is ranked in the NFL? Because that doesn't ultimately translate into active on field. Production. So, still very confused um, uh, by that. And there's also no like real point in the article of why a Rams fan would care what Devontae Adams really has to say. And this is not a Devontae Adams dig. I love Devontae Adams. I think that that guy is awesome. He, Jefferson, and Cooper Cup are definitely the most insane wide receivers in the NFL. I, I would absolutely put all the three of them, 1A, 1B, 1C, in any order you pick. I don't care. But the the like they are all incredible and they all are incredible in their own ways but i will say nobody runs routes better than cooper cup i you, i don't feel free to try to argue that but i i i feel like the the tape kind of speaks for itself in cooper cup's ability to create space even knowing that he is an insane route runner uh top tier corners still really have trouble covering him like they do with Adams and Jefferson, uh, in fairness. So, I mean, and a lot of wide receivers in the NFL, the, 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 the NFL, uh, breaking news, the NFL is loaded with very, very good athletes. <laughs> and, and, uh, some of them are very good at football. It's crazy to think, right? Um, but also is this article, I think the reason that it bothers me, let me try to bring this thought into a a, a statement here is that. I'm just confused at what it is trying to elicit from me because that is really ultimately the point, right? So, is this article trying to make Rams fans dislike Devonte Adams? And if so, why? Is an out-of-conference team that we don't play this year outside of preseason and Cooper Cup, Devonte Adams? Those guys are not going to be playing in the second preseason game for the Rams at SoFi Stadium um, this this August. But um, so, so what what would the the purpose be? Is it trying to make me dislike Adams because I mean again if you listen to the quote that is not at all what should be happening here um and I also want to make it clear that I do have a lot of respect for the person who wrote this uh, this article um I just think this particular piece is a, is a, it's a garbage article and it has no basis it also has like very little weight to it and it is just trying to stir, stir up controversy but I don't know why exactly it is stirring up controversy in nothing else but I'd be I'd be curious to hear from this writer, who I do, like I said, have respect for. But the only mention of Cooper Cup by Devonte Adams in this, in this interview here with uh, Brandon Marshall, uh, he says, I love Cooper. Cooper is up there too, and I want to see him come back this year and see what he does. Uh, not that he has anything to prove to me or anybody else, but like I said, there's, there's just so many guys. And then boom, right there, that was the end of the sentence. You could tell Devontae was going to keep talking. But Brandon Marshall interrupted and just kind of talked over him there and just said, what about D-Hop? In which Adams then followed up with saying, well, it's guys who have been consistent, who have been playing. And I will refer back to the fact that Calvin Ridley is on this list. So, again, what the heck? <laughs> what? What, Devonte? what are you talking about, man? Make your points and make them make sense at least. But oh, either way. And then I will say this also because I just trashed on Sports Illustrated. As I was putting this together, I do a little bit of scrolling and I see a Sports Illustrated article that was titled Cup Disrespect, Devontae Top 5 Wide Receiver List Surprise, which is a very clunky title, very confusing, and very just a messy title, which doesn't really tell you, I I don't know, that title, Cup Disrespect, question mark, Devontae Top 5 Wide Receiver List Surprise, odd way to word that, but whatever. It is the same premise and also just kind of backs up that Sports Illustrated is now garbage. And when did that happen? I don't know when it happened. One more controversy and then we're going positive, all right? In-house controversy, Stetson Bennett, who has been at the butt end of so many lame age jokes, which I'll be honest, they just fall really flat on me. The age, he's 25. Can we just, (laughs) maybe, maybe I'm missing something here. Maybe I'm missing the humor in this. Age jokes, though, on Stetson Bennett, they fall very, very flat on me. Whatever. Irrelevant. The comments now, though, are that he did not graduate with his extended time at Georgia. And while, yes, that does seem kind of odd, he was there for a very long time, um, I'm not actually sure this is relevant in any real way. And also, Jalen Hurts just proved that uh, you can be in the NFL and still do school. That does not mean that your education just slams to an absolute halt. Uh, But uh, do we also know that, Stetson Bennett does not have intentions of going back because I actually I have no idea but I'll be honest I don't really care (laughs) if if Stetson Bennett gets his degree hey that's awesome for him if he doesn't well he's in the NFL NFL now so I think it's going to be okay which brings me to positivity all right that was like 18 and a half minutes of just me being a grumpy old man and I understand that so we are going to switch gears here and we were just talking about Stetson Bennett I need nicknames, all right? And this is where you come in, because so far, the only nickname that I have for Stetson Bennett is Stet Benatar. And that is, while hilarious, <laughs> it is not where it needs to be. And I need nicknames for many more rookies that we have uh, brought in. Of course, the, with the free agency class being so uh, light, uh, that's not necessarily something that uh, uh, that we, you know, I mean... There was nobody brought in that is like worthy of of having awesome nicknames. So, uh, let's see here. That that's it. That's all I have is Step Benatar. All right, so I need your help, Internet. I need the Internet's help on this. Uh, before we get into uh, real fast, I want to do uh, fan casos. We didn't get many fan casos, but I did want to uh, to to go over them. And and I didn't expect many because first of all, I didn't give it a lot of time to breathe. I posted for fan casos. And then only let it sit for like an hour or so, and now I'm reading them to you. So I uh, didn't give it enough time to breathe, and I understand that. So we will get better with Fan Casos because th- in the worst way to announce a segment return ever, Fan Casos are coming back. So that's cool. But first I want to just mention briefly some Rams transactions um, that we may have missed. I don't know if I've talked about these or not. So just real fast, the Rams did sign Brett Rippon to a one-year deal at quarterback. The Rams did waive and then sign wide receiver Tyler Hudson, so goodbye and then hello Tyler. And then uh, the Rams also did just claim cornerback Vincent Gray off of waivers, so another uh, addition to the secondary, uh, which is pretty sweet stuff. Uh, but Brett Rippen, uh added in uh, officially. And what I will say about Brett Rippon is that you know he spent a good chunk of time in Denver, so I actually have seen him do some practices and stuff in uh, training camp up there in Denver, but. Uh, he's a fine quarterback as far as, like, a good backup goes or anything like that, but um, I would guess, and I'm going to venture a guess to say that uh, Brett Ripon does not maintain his roster spot, and we do enter the uh, the, the regular season with but with just Matthew Stafford as well as Stetson Bennett, and, I mean, there was a rule passed today, this is the 22nd of May as date of recording. Uh, that you can now have a third back or a third quarterback on your roster that doesn't actually burn an active spot, which is really interesting. So maybe we'll see uh, another another guy stay, but I would assume that Rippon is going to be the third. You would, if you take a quarterback in the fourth, that's not necessarily a starting quarterback for you, but it is a backup quarterback for you. And I fully anticipate, without trying to map out Stetson Bennett's entire career, because that's impossible to do right now before we even see him touch a preseason field, Uh, but I would guess right now, today, on May twenty second, 2023, that Stetson Bennett is probably going to be Matthew Stafford's backup for like two years, and then he's going to be the next quarterback's backup for like two years, and then he's probably going to leave, or maybe we re-sign him because he's a good backup, he's come in. And needed to play a game or two, and he looked fine. He understands the offense well. Maybe he's a good mentor on the sideline. Maybe he's like a kind of a, a weird little like secondary coach over there too, which we've definitely seen before in like guys like Case Keenum. Sean Hill was kind of that way as well. So uh, it is definitely possible that he kind of slides into that kind of role, and then can can stick around as a backup for a while. But that is ultimately what I believe that the Rams' quarterback situation will look like. Is that Rippin and Win will be waived, and uh, Stafford and Bennett will stick around on the game day roster once we hit week one, heading up to Seattle. All right, so real fast here, uh, we have we do have fan cases. So this one coming from Gary. He says, "Which rookies besides Avila do you uh, do you think will be a star day one and will make the biggest impact on 2023?" So uh, that's that is a obviously a difficult question because. I mean, we just got to see these guys first, but there is so many guys that I'm really, really interested in. So obviously, you have to think about Ethan Evans being a drafted punter. Uh, his impact will be present, <laughs> uh, and that's—I mean, that's all—that's all I can say, I guess, about that. But some other players, though, that I think are going to be an underrated addition as far as like the conversations go. You don't really see these names a lot, so you do see Puka Nakua. That name pop up quite a bit, which is a name that I did not reference when talking about Corey Davis. Uh, Puka Nakua coming in, I think, is uh, another reason why that move would not happen. Um, Warren McClendon, I think, is a very interesting prospect as far as the Rams draft class goes because if the Rams, by some crazy chance, have another injury-riddled season like they did last year, especially up front, Warren McClendon might actually be an important piece. And... Without seeing him right now, and without seeing him yet on the field, I do think that he already has kind of a role in this in this uh, offensive line, whether that's a backup or whatever. Um, but I'm really interested to see what he looks like in the preseason. Kobe Turner, I think, is another one uh, that not that not a lot of people are talking about out of Wake Forest. He was the third round pick for the Rams, uh, number 89 overall. But I'm I'm really curious to see him up there as well because there is openings on that defensive line and. He's got an opportunity to show what he can do. Uh, With losing Sean Robinson and Greg Gaines, those two guys there alone, um, I I think that it it opens.
0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
1: The door for, for newbies to come in. And I say newbies because like guys like Bobby Brown, who I love, I love Bobby Brown. I think he's awesome. Um, I'm a Texas A&M fan, so it's probably biased, but uh, he just hasn't really done much. And so a guy like Kobe Turner comes in and I think he's already above Bobby Brown. And I think that that all pushes everybody else down that list. And I think Kobe Turner has a real chance to start. Trey Tomlinson is uh, probably my favorite draft pick that the Rams had this year. I am so excited for Trey Tomlinson. I cannot wait to see this guy play. And I, I think that he really does have that um that kind of Kobe Durant play style, play feel to him uh, that I think will fit in with this Rams defense really, really well. He takes chances, but he's good at taking chances. And I mean, the kid just plays so hard. For five foot eight and being like a smaller guy, he plays big, he plays fast, he plays aggressive. He is an NFL player, and I'm stoked that uh, the Rams ended up taking him. And then I'll also throw in Byron Young on that. Um, I, don't, I also don't think that he's getting a lot of conversation, but I think it's also because he's almost being just, like, penciled in. I think a Byron Young and Daniel Hardy combo on the edge is actually kind of exciting to me, and I'm really interested to see what those guys can do. Um, the I'll say this, to, to anti-answer your question, Gary, um, to, <laughs> to go on the, the hard opposite side and give you what you did not ask for, is I think O'Shawn Mathis and Nick Hampton I think that they both are kind of like not, not in a position to have as big of an impact as maybe some of the others. And they are at a position, they do play a position that the Rams need. But again, Byron Young and Daniel Hardy, Daniel Hardy looks jacked coming in. So I'm really excited to see him. He's like kind of like my personal underdog story going into this year. And my personal like breakout candidate is Daniel Hardy. Just the way that he's coming into this year... In more of a little bit of a leadership role, too, because anybody who's got any experience in the NFL, uh, Kobe Durant, uh, Daniel Hardy, these guys, uh, Jordan Fuller, uh, these guys are thrust into leadership roles. I know Jordan Fuller's been captain before and stuff like that, but they are are very much now like the guys. (laughs) So you don't have that Jalen Ramsey. You don't have that Bobby Wagner. So it is very critical. So, yeah, I would say. As far as, like, major impact, I really like Warren McClendon. He can be a backup at almost every position on the offensive line. Davis Allen I don't think is going to really get a lot of playing time this year, but maybe in a couple years. Uh, Byron Young, Kobe Turner, I love them on the defensive front. Uh, And then, of course, Puka Nakua, if he can stay healthy, I really like what he can do. Trey Tomlinson I think is the, as a sixth-round pick, that blows my mind that he's a sixth-round pick because if if you make if you put his skill set and his his um his badassness into like a guy who's 6'2", I think he's a first round pick, so that's awesome that we were able to snag him there. And then Jason Taylor as well, I think that he could kind of step into uh what would have been more of the um like what what the Rams lost with Taylor at, but hopefully just, you know, better <laughs> at it. So, yeah, those are my guys. And then uh, Cody wants to know who will be the best corner on our team. I think that the easy answer here is Kobe Durant because, I mean, straight up kid's awesome. Um, and now he, uh, if you watch his press conferences and stuff like that too, like you can tell his, his mind's right. His, he's in the right headspace right now. I think he's in a very good position to just kind of pop out this year and just and be that guy that we need him to be, which is a leader in the secondary. We need a leader at the corner position, and I think that he's kind of taken that on himself. I think that he is, he, like, with the loss of Jalen Ramsey, I think that, that Kobe Durant is one of those guys who is like, oh, okay, now it's my turn, and I think he's just kind of taking it. It wasn't given to him. It was kind of just, he's, he's going to go do it is kind of the the vibe that I'm getting from Kobe Durant, which is really cool. I really liked Darian Kendrick last year. Um, I also, I really like Robert Rochelle as well. So uh, I think that we have a lot of guys who have the potential to, to kind of pop this year, especially in the secondary. Uh, but, of course, we need potential to turn into production. That is something that we've – I've talked about here so many times, you know, we, we, with like a Tavon Austin, potential for days. He had all the potential in the world, but the production was hit or miss. And uh, so we just need to see that kind of just translate. And Robert Rochelle's the same way. He came in with a mass amount of potential – And he's still kind of sitting on that potential side. And it's getting to the point now where it's like, is it going to translate? Is it going to turn into production? Or is this guy just like a fourth guy, fifth guy that kind of comes in when we need him to? Or if we have injuries? This is going to be the year, though, that really shows us that. And shows us who pops on defense. And I'm excited for it. I'm pumped for this Rams defense. If for no other reason than we just get to go in knowing that it might be terrible, knowing that we might get torched a bunch of times by these incredible NFL offenses, but knowing also that at any moment, any of these guys could pop. Ernest Jones could all of a sudden show us that he's a Hall of Fame linebacker. Jordan Fuller could show us that he's an incredible safety. Kobe Durant could show us that he is one of the top corners in the NFL this year. Daniel Hardy could be the breakout star of this defense, and that's what's exciting to me. Going into the season, not knowing who's going to be the guy who pops or who's going to be the one that just absolutely lights it up and explodes, I love that. I, this this feeling of like of going in knowing that it might not be awesome, <laughs> I think is fun. It it brings the excitement back, and not to say that like going into 2021 was not exciting because it definitely was, and we knew that we were going to be good that year, especially once Stafford hits Van Jefferson Week One against the Bears. It was kind of like, oh, we are. We are sick. All right. <laughs> like, it was like you knew right away. It was like, this is going to be a good year. Like, this is going to be fun. But uh, it, it's, all, it's also exciting to know that, that we don't know who's going to pop. It's, ex- it's knowing that we don't know is exciting. Moving on. So uh, we do have OTAs. That b- does begin today. Again, I am recording this on uh, the 22nd of May. Uh, so OTAs beginning today. Uh, they are closed to the public, which means real work is going down. Media availability uh, is going to happen on, uh, I believe, I, I actually might have that date written down here wrongly. Um, I don't have that page up anymore either. So uh, there's only limited uh, media availability. I Maybe that date is right. It does say the 22nd. I thought that the page said the 23rd, so maybe I mistyped there. Uh, May 31st as well, and then June 6th. It will be Sean McVay and then unnamed players. Uh, We'll know those as the as the pressers uh, start, you know, rolling and all that. We also have a mandatory minicamp June 13th through the 15th. And per the latest CBA, this is the only mandatory uh, event for the offseason. Everything else is voluntary. That is just per this uh, this latest CBA. So. Real work is beginning. We, like I said, we are officially into May now, which is a very exciting time uh, for the NFL because everybody's zero zero, everybody's full of hope. You have your draft classes in. Everybody thinks every single NFL fan thinks that their draft class might be the sickest of all time, even though that's definitely not true. You think that like all your newest additions are going to fit in flawlessly. Your coaching additions. You're talking about how awesome it is that that uh, this scheme is now going to be with this player and Aaron Rodgers with the Jets now and stuff like that, and it's so exciting. Nothing's guaranteed, and that's the awesome part as well is that we're, we're in that exciting part where everybody's believing right now. Everybody believes that their team can do it. I know that there's a good portion of Rams fans that are very down on this team right now, but, I mean, whatever, it happens. Being up or down on the team doesn't, doesn't impact them on the field, so I'm just excited to watch what happens. It's going to be fun stuff. We'll go ahead and wrap up here with a little bit of a schedule analysis. Uh, the hit list did officially come out, and I, I like it. I, I like what the the Rams have here. Uh, there's only one thing that I don't like, and that's the early kickoff windows, and we've got five of them this year. Last year, we got away with just one, so that was really nice. Uh, but we do have a good chunk of, like, the East Coast teams uh, that we do need to travel to, so, of course, that kind of plays in. So we'll start with the preseason. We do get all AFC West opponents outside of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, and uh, that's going to be pretty standard, of course, due to location. We'll every once in a while get the Texans in there. We'll get the Cowboys in there. Uh, Last year, for some reason, we got the Bengals in there, um, which is very odd because they always try to go with what's close to you and then not division. So that's what makes where the Rams are at a difficult thing to hit. We're going to get the Chargers every year. That's just going to happen. It's just like the Jets and Giants. They do that every year. We're going to get them every year. Um We'll probably get the Raiders most years as well. And then the other team that's kind of like right in the in the range the, the is, is the Denver Broncos. And that's awesome for me who lives in Colorado because, of course, that third preseason game is in Denver. I'll definitely be there. If you want to meet up and drink beers and stuff like that, definitely reach out at Sheriff Joe Bags at Ram Showcase. I will 100% be there. The second the schedule came out, I was at work. And I, I already requested the day off <laughs> because I work on Saturdays, So I'm, I'm already, I'm locked in. I will be there. It's going to be a good time. And uh, it's always fun when the, the Rams uh, are in Denver and we can just absolutely party it up. And for a preseason game too, where the, the outcome doesn't matter, uh, it's just kind of a, a, in my mind, kind of just a party where uh, my boys come out to my state and uh, we get to hang out <laughs> and stuff. And last year went super, super well. Was that last? No, that was um, a couple years ago. The twenty, yeah, the 21 season uh, where I actually got, I'm sitting over here. I've got uh, the, the glove of Dante Dion. I've got uh, Rob Havenstein's glove as well. I got a photo with Jalen Ramsey and stuff like that. It was, it was a great time. So, um, yeah, looking forward to all of that madness uh, once, uh, <laughs> once the Rams are back in the state of Colorado. We are also getting a joint practice with uh, both the Raiders and the Broncos. So, the Raiders, that will happen in Los Angeles. Uh, just because of that's where that game is going to be played. That's typically what happens here. And then uh, the Broncos are coming from San Francisco to play this game against the Rams uh, for the third preseason game. So that is something that maybe I guess you could think that maybe they, they could pr- practice in California, but I fully anticipate that this will just happen at the Broncos facilities. They are very well uh, put together and and a solid spot to to host a two team practice, so and if those are open to the public um well i'm 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 the public, so uh, if they are open, you can bet your butt cheeks that sheriff Joe Bags will be there uh, taking some photos and all that good stuff. So uh, looking forward to uh, the joint practice with uh, the Broncos and the Rams. So let's take a look at the regular season. the Rams do open the regular season with two division games,, uh, which is Crazy to me, actually I don't know I don't know if that's like super abnormal or not. I didn't really study other people's schedules, but that's crazy to me is uh we open in Seattle, which is awesome because opening in Seattle, I think is cool because then we don't have to play their late season where it gets really crummy, uh, stuff like that, but then we also get our home opener against the 49ers in week two, which is again just crazy to me that they're they're putting that game that early. Of course, we do get them last, but uh, to be a week two. Where we like going into week three, we're already knocking out one game against the Seahawks and one game against the Niners. And that's I, I think it's kind of cool, actually. But again, in these division races, um, you kind of want those games to be later because with the limitations in practice in, in the offseason schedules and all that stuff, uh, you do really not become yourself. You don't become your team and your, your team doesn't really gain their identity until probably like week four or five. And that's when you have enough time together to really like show who you are. So it is a bummer to get two games like that that's uh that that are gonna be that important come playoff race time uh, before we'll have that all set up. But at the same time, they gotta deal with it too. So uh you gotta consider that as well. Uh we only have uh one home game in November, which is tough and it does include a trip to Green Bay, but on the flip side of that of only having one home game in November, we get three home games in december which is very very nice although it does not it's not perfect because we do have two big travel weeks in december where you have to go to Baltimore in week 14 and then to the Giants in week 17 so big travel in december but we do get to be home three times which is really nice the rams do end in san francisco uh, of course the the week 18 dates and times are always to be determined they want to make sure that there's a very there's critical matchups in the good time slots for that. Um, but also that that alone tells you uh, something because the schedule is very important to the NFL and where teams are playing and when teams are playing is extremely critical to what the NFL thinks of you. So we only have two primetime games, which doesn't tell us a whole lot about uh, the the NFL's confidence and how sick we're going to be. But putting the Rams at the San Francisco 49ers who have been in the NFC championship game two straight years. Now uh, that tells us something. And that tells us that they think that we will be at least semi close to each other as far as the standings go uh, come late season. So I think that that's actually big that the Rams are in Seattle in week 18. That could have very big playoff implications. And I know that you might be sitting there saying like, yeah, but this team is, is we've, we've been torn down. We've been with this roster is is ridiculous. It's full of guys that we don't know and be that as it may. All right. So, yes, I know that that's like technically true that, yeah, we lost a lot of superstars and all that stuff. Uh, But also the NFC is terrible. So we have like really the Eagles who I think are going to take a step back this year. We have the 49ers who have no quarterbacks. Well, they've got like a billion quarterbacks and that's why they have no quarterbacks. You have the Seahawks who, for some reason, had an incredible year with Geno Smith. Is that duplicatable? I don't think so. Um, You also got the Dallas Cowboys, who are aggressively average all the time. You got the Minnesota Vikings, who I think take a step back. You got the Green Bay Packers, who just lost Aaron Rodgers. The NFC, you also got the Tom Brady just left the Bucs. The NFC is wide open, and to win nine or ten games is A, not impossible, and B, pretty damn good in the NFC, actually. So, I think that the NFL knows that this could be a very big playoff implication game in week 18. That's why the Rams are at the 49ers and not just like at home against the Cardinals, who we know are going to be terrible. They're probably going to have the number one overall pick, but that tells you something there, that if the the Rams and Cardinals played in week 18, that was like my one thing that I was looking at. And that was like my biggest thing. Of course, I wanted, I wanted to look at what games I could potentially go to, and I wasn't looking at any until the schedule came out, but... My big concern was who do the Rams have in week 18, because that tells us exactly how good the NFL thinks we're going to be, how good or bad the NFL thinks we're going to be. So if the Rams were playing against the Cardinals, who are going to be terrible, then that tells us that the the, the NFL is like, well, this week 18 game's not going to matter anyway. So just go ahead and put them together at the end. And no, we get the Seahawks playing the Cardinals at the end, which is very, very interesting to me. Because, again, the NFL schedule tells us something. It tells us what the NFL thinks about you. It is very critical. Again, we only have two primetime games. We're in Cincinnati in week three, which is obviously going to be sold as a big Super Bowl rematch, which is actually decently fair considering that it's now been, you know, there's been a Super Bowl since then. Because it's still Joe Burrow versus Aaron Donald, we still get, you know— um, we still get Matthew Stafford against the the Bengals, so that's something as well. And is Eli Apple still there? I don't know. If Eli Apple's still there, then that's going to be uh, that's going to be fun trash talk leading up to that game with Cooper Cup. Uh, I just don't really follow the Bengals that closely. I don't follow any AFC team really that closely. Uh, but with the Bengals uh, specifically, Week Three on Monday Night Football, that's going to be what the sell is absolutely. And then of course uh, we have the. The New Orleans Saints on Thursday night football at home in week 16. So uh, not an overly exciting game, but we'll see what the New Orleans Saints are looking like uh, with Derek Carr now at quarterback. Uh, So we'll see that uh, late season and uh, late season. Also, that's so hard to kind of talk about now because, of course, injuries are going to happen. There's going to be some moves still made and we'll see. um, We'll see how both teams are looking. Maybe the Rams are like undefeated (laughs) going into this game and maybe the Saints are undefeated. I don't know. Uh, so that'll be fun. Either way, uh, primetime games, I hate Thursday night games just immediately. I just I, that, That's the worst thing ever. And I I know I've said this before, but if the NFL starts flexing Thursday games, I'm mad about it. I just want to let that be known. I'm mad about it because it is so difficult for me to try to get time away from work and stuff like that to try to like wiggle that. And I could do it. It's absolutely possible, but it's annoying to do. And of course, if I'm planning on a game, uh, if, I, if I have tickets to a game and I'm planning on, on traveling and then it gets scheduled to a Thursday, if I'm like ready for a Sunday game and it gets moved to a Thursday, well, I just have to get rid of those tickets now. And that's a, that's a whole bag of bummers because obviously being like the weekend and stuff like that, it helps out so much with travel and all that stuff and not having to request a bunch of time off or get a bunch of days off from work. But if it lands on Thursday, simply put, I'm just not going to be able to go. And so I'll just have to get rid of those tickets, which is uh, very unfortunate. So I really hope that that does not happen. I know that the league wants it to happen, and it probably will eventually. But just know, somewhere in the world, when you hear the news that Thursday Night Football is officially flexible, there's a Sheriff Joe Bags in the universe somewhere who's frustrated about it. That's all. (laughs) Uh, As far as my game that I'm looking at going to, uh, week 11, uh, November 19th. At home against the Seattle Seahawks, Uh, that is what I'm looking at as far as my travel to Los Angeles. So if you're going to be there, uh, definitely hit me up. I'll definitely be in Denver for that preseason game. If there's a chance that I can get to Green Bay again, I absolutely will. That was an incredible experience last year. Everybody out there was so great. Um, It was just, it was an absolute blast. I know that the Rams lost, but I got to watch Baker Mayfield's 100th career pass. In person, I got, and that was to Tyler Higby, and I got to watch him become the all-time leading touchdown scorer for tight ends in Rams history. So that was really cool as well. Um, but it's um, that those—that's that what I'm looking at as far as my game is uh, Seattle Week 11. I want to see a division game, and I think Seattle. Uh, I th- ever since the 2010 Week 17 game, I've had this just just burning hatred <laughs> for the Seahawks and Charlie Whiteers that uh, that is still. Is still burning today. Absolutely, it's still burning today. Um, and then also the my my other complaint here is uh, the five early windows uh, for the Rams. We have week four in Indianapolis, week eight in Dallas, week nine in Green Bay. So back to back, and then uh, week fourteen in Baltimore, week seventeen at the Giants. Uh, those are all early window slots. The only thing that I'll take some solace in here with the Baltimore and Giants uh, games being in the early window is that that's going to be in December, and so at least we can expect it to be. A little bit warmer maybe than being a night game, so that's at least something, but going early in uh in in November to Green Bay that's kind of a bummer uh just because that's a that's a tough place to play it's going to be November it's gonna be chilly, and it's gonna be early that's just it's it's all tough at Dallas. I'm not overly concerned about this game Dallas doesn't really scare me that much they might win they might lose whatever, but they're they're not going to win a Super Bowl. So it doesn't really matter. And then uh, the Colts, that'll be an interesting uh, early season game as well. Uh, just simply because of uh, the the new quarterback uh, that they that they have. So poor, poor guy, poor guy's got to take on uh, Aaron Donald in his fourth NFL game. That sucks, dude. That's uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's not what you want at all. So. All right. Um, that, I think it's going to do it for me. This um, I was going to consider doing cuts in this and, and and break it into different segments but i just kept talking so this is just one one take just one take joe bags that's what they call me they don't call me that at all actually um <laughs> all right on that note i think that's it i think that i'm gonna wrap it up here uh ram com again that's where you find your latest uh ram showcase uh content you can also follow myself there uh, i'm gonna be uh putting up a few other pages uh that kind of just kind of talk about my personal radio career uh, now that I am doing that. so um, yeah we'll 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 get that all set up, but uh, be sure to check it out there. If uh, you do have interest in supporting the show and keeping Ram showcase going, uh, that is definitely an option as well, and the best way to support is to purchase a Ram showcase shirt. I am uh, actually thinking of ideas now on what other Uh, uh, other items that can be added so uh, I'll be talking with uh, with AJ on that and see what we can get going but uh, so more to come uh, but RAM showcase shirts there now uh, so be sure to check that out and uh, I think that that might be it I think that that is ultimately oh yeah I was gonna do this I forgot I was gonna tell you that um, videos will be returning but that's all I'm gonna say right now um, uh, there's been some thoughts bouncing around in this cranium over here, and I missed the video aspect of it, and, um, yeah, that'll be back, that'll be back, so stay tuned, stay tuned, I guess, and, uh, then also Fan quesos. that is going to be a thing as well, so for that though, if you would like to submit Fan quesos, you can always message me on any of the social media, I, at Ram Showcase, at Sheriff Joe bags. Um, uh Facebook is mainly where the post goes but feel free to shoot me quesos wherever your little heart desires Ram showcase at gmail.com that's a that's a reasonable place as well so uh, send them over I'll get those answered for you and then uh, also if you do have interest in coming on to Ram showcase and having a brief conversation with me uh, hit me up as well for that and uh, we can get some just kind of conversations going back and forth uh, because uh, I want to talk with you Not just at you So so we'll we'll definitely Get that going uh, Hit me up though for that If you have any interest In coming onto the show uh, We can have a conversation About that And see what we can Get scheduled out And stuff like that Which is hard In fairness My schedule is chaos But um, yeah We'll we'll get some figured out For sure So be sure to follow The Rams Showcase On all your favorite Social media At Ram Showcase Just about everywhere At Sheriff Joe Bags If you'd like to follow myself Ramshowcase.com Is where the action Is uh, most abundant Uh, But that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Baggs. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio and the Fan Sided Network. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you so much for listening, and go Rams.